1: Hello to all our friends around the world and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael and I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition and fulfill purpose. Today we'll explore one of my most favorite topics in the whole wide world and that is of spiritual growth and development as a soul and in the case of this radio show your spiritual growth and development as a soul lots of people talk about spiritual growth being on one's spiritual path and spiritual development but we've noticed many sincere spiritual aspirants struggling with their shall we say report cards It's one thing to have a teacher in school give you various grades to reflect how you're progressing in school. But in the school of life, especially when it comes to one's spiritual development, there's really no one else to give us a report card of grades to tell us if we're doing well or average or if we're, let's say, not making the grade, so to speak.
2: And of course, if the spiritual aspirant struggles too hard, he or she might become a spiritual <laughs> perspirant instead.
1: Ha, hearty, ha, ha. <laughs> well,
2: anyway. I, was, I was sweating that one up.
1: <laughs> anyway, how do you assess or evaluate how far you've come along on your spiritual path or whether you are progressing well in your spiritual development? In our increasingly more competitive society where you have to be better than most in whatever endeavor just to get noticed and where it seems that everyone is looking for who is best in any category or ability and second best hardly counts these days. It could be devastating for an awakening soul to feel like years of meditation and spiritual practice aren't amounting to much in their progress. Well, the first and very important step is to get out of competition. There is absolutely no competition whatsoever in spirit. Ever. Competition comes from division and spirit is undivided wholeness of our being. It is the undivided wholeness of our being. Just wanted to make sure you heard that. (laughs) If we allow ourselves to get into competition, we divide against ourselves and we inevitably fail. Competition is like a death blow for you as a spirit. The more you get yourself out of being in competition, the more you will become aware of spirit and grow spiritually. Although, when you think of competition, at first it may seem like it's about competing against someone else in, as in, I'm better than you, or you're ahead of me, or I don't fit in. Yet, if you look deeply into the very nature of competition, you'll recognize that all competition originates against our own self. We get into competition the moment we decide that we are not enough, in some way, as we are. So, how often have you had thoughts like, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not experienced enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not spiritual, or you weren't enough aware. (laughs) That word was aware. And the list goes on and on. Those are all thoughts that begin the need for competing. And no matter what you think you're competing against, you are first competing against yourself, first and foremost. It may not be as destructive in sports and physical attainment. In fact, it can be kind of fun sometimes. But in spiritual growth, it's a killer. It completely limits your spiritual progress. Once you realize that competition is definitely not the name of this game of spiritual development, then you won't likely get roped into believing or judging your spiritual development by how well you go do something or how much of something you've done compared to others. For example, there are many people who judge their spiritual progress by whether they can levitate or Or how well they can read people's minds, or see the future, or even do remote viewing. What you can or cannot do, and how well you can or cannot do them, are not true measures of your spiritual development, believe it or not. There have been souls that could do amazing psychic or even physical feats. Some of them are highly advanced spiritual masters, and many of them were much more beginning souls much more beginners than many of you even. Our teacher talked about a friend of his who was a regular businessman, but he had a kind of a fascination with certain aspects of metaphysics. When his friend learned about levitation, he became nearly obsessed with not only the subject matter, but with being able to levitate himself. He spent a great deal of his free time reading every book that he could get his hands on that had anything to do with levitation, and he practiced any technique that anyone taught, which were far and few between at that time, about how to levitate. Our teacher was very amused at his friend's fascination with levitation. Well, finally, after his friend after this friend of his had been obsessed in practicing levitation for years and years and years and years and years, our teacher said he got a hysterical phone call from his friend's wife in the middle of the night that woke him up from his sound sleep. When he answered the phone, his friend's wife screamed at him, He's on the ceiling! He's stuck on the ceiling! What do we do? You have to help him! <laughs> you know what our teacher told her? Quick! Quick! Open the window and push him out. It's your chance to get rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, he was laughing the whole time he told her this. He said he got himself dressed and went over to their house to get his friend down from his uncontrolled levitation experience.
2: Well, I've met many people who could do phenomenal things. Just like Raphael just mentioned, some are highly advanced spiritual masters, while more of them were more beginners on their spiritual path who happened to be extremely talented in something and in a great deal of competition with themselves to prove that they could do a particular thing incredibly well. I remember when I was directing a psychic institute and I came back to the school building after the afternoon classes and student reading sessions were already in full swing. As I walked into the building, I knew some wasn't quite right in one of the reading sessions upstairs. So I went into that session room to see who was doing what to whom. (laughs) 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 I, I walked into this room and whoa, this young man is being read by three of our intermediate students and the session's being monitored by another intermediate student. They were all young women students, and it was obvious immediately that the young man was deliberately playing an energy control manipulation game with the very sensitive and sincere students doing their best to give him a good reading. I also saw that he was a partially advanced Kung Fu practitioner. He didn't care about the reading at all. All he was there for was to show off how great he was and wanted to have a bunch of young women under his spell and chasing after him. Well, he didn't know what a clairvoyant training school was all about. But the women were energetically crumbling under his intense energy diddling manipulation toward them. And rather than being, (coughs) excuse me, Rather than being attracted to him, two were even doubled over in pain. So I stopped the reading immediately and read him the riot act. I told him exactly what he was doing knowingly to the women and that if he thought that it was a sign of his great spiritual advancement, he had some really tough lessons coming to him. I took the cassette tapes. Yes, this was <laughs> in the Jurassic era where we had cassette tapes in the recorder <laughs> and pulled out the tape from the recorder and I also got the twenty-five dollars that he prepaid for the session and handed them all back to him and told him he was not to come back until he matured spiritually. He smiled while he telepathed to me some choice advanced cuss words. <laughs> And as he held the two cassette tapes in his hand, he made them completely melt right in front of our eyes. He just held the tapes up toward my face and said, you know, sneered. And then the tapes just melted. (laughs) So I told him that yes, he had some great potential and great talent. But if he didn't learn to use them correctly, they were going to hinder his spiritual development rather than advance it. I told him that what he needed wasn't us. He needed to find his real teacher, a Kung Fu master, who was developed enough that he can guide him in his spiritual development as well. The young man sneered as I escorted him out the front door. It took me working with the students another hour after this guy leaves before they were back in their own space and energy and being able to be more themselves. But it was an incredible lesson for them. On your spiritual path, there are no truly wrong or bad experiences. You might feel like that sometimes, especially if they're painful and you suffer through stuff. Oh, it was terrible. But... They're not really wrong or bad. They're lessons. Yes, in the end, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant, painful or joyful, every experience is up to you to distill the experience into wisdom. That's what helps you further yourself on your spiritual path. Well, the rest of the story happened over six months later on the streets of Berkeley, California. I was walking down the street after I had gone to do some kind of an errand, and I ran into that same young Kung Fu guy. (laughs) When he saw me, rather than heading in the opposite direction, he came running up, smiling. And this time, he was genuinely smiling, not sneering. I was surprised and I go, oh, interesting. He immediately started talking to me and said that he's been wanting to come back to the school to see me and tell me of the progress that he's made. He apologized for his behavior over half a year ago. But in that time, he said he's seen his way much more clearly. He validated everything I told him back then was true. But at the time, he didn't want to have his game busted. He thought he had a good thing going with being able to snag any beautiful young woman he wanted with his prowess. But he said after that experience, and he said he realized that what I said was true and that I, he needed a real Kung Fu master to study with fully and if he was going to find his way he realized that he was actually quite unhappy with himself underneath all his bravado. He said that a week or so after I had told him what I did, he magically ran into a real Kung Fu master who was also a spiritual teacher. He asked the master if he would accept him as a dedicated full-time student. And he told his master about his experience at the psychic school, And me. He said the master laughed and said he'll try him out for a while as a student. At the time, I ran into this young man on the street. He had been studying full time with his kung fu master. He also said he's lost total interest in doing little parlor tricks like melting cassette tapes in his hands mentally. He realized his gifts were meant for so much more meaningful. And helpful things. Experiences like this has taught me that you never know what will become even the worst case scenarios. If you let it, miracles blossom out of them. So, it's so easy to get stuck in the extraordinary accomplishments as a gauge for your spiritual development. And, <clears throat> conversely, the seeming invalidation of failing to progress in the absence of extraordinary accomplishments and experiences. I think one of our advanced students summed it up pretty well a few years ago when he came up to me and said that he had been struggling to find the answer to how I, me, his teacher, had come to be blessed all my life with such amazing miracles. He wanted to find out how to have many more miracles in his life. Then one day, he said he was watching me and he realized that I was blessed with so many miracles or being a witness to so many miracles, other people's miracles, because I paid attention. He said he was. He saw me noticing them when everyone else was too busy looking for answers things for themselves and miss the miracles happening right in front of them. Great answer, isn't it? Raphael said many times on our shows that one of the big steps to being more aware is to pay attention. When you pay attention, you can see the miracle unfolding where everyone else ignores them as an unimportant
1: Our first break is coming up, and we have good news for you. Next week, you'll get us live twice. First on Monday, April 8th, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. We'll be guests on Angel Communicator, Psychic Medium, and Spiritual Teacher, Rachel Corpus's radio show titled You Are Divine, right here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. This will be the first time we'll be interviewed on on another weekly Uh, radio show here on the empowerment channel so make sure to join us it's not every day you get three psychic radio show hosts on one show of course we'll be here next wednesday as usual for our show living the miracle to ask the questions are you asking the right question for you when we return we'll continue with growing spiritually is not what happens it's how you respond see you in a couple minutes
3: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
4: The White House doctor makes house calls. On Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar.
3: Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Sabina Ramsey, speak with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment.
1: We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds
3: of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
0: listening to living the miracle michael and raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to living the miracle radio at gmail.com now back to living the miracle
1: Welcome back everyone. We've been talking about growing spiritually and how it's not about what happens. It comes from how you respond to everything that happens in life. So you know spiritual growth is probably one of the most important things in the lives of many of you. I know it was for me from the time I was a very little girl and one of the things that I learned later when I was in search of my own teacher, you know, Michael talked about um, people finding him as a teacher. And one of the things I learned, it's kind of an old cliche nowadays, but it is so, so true. If you're looking for a spiritual teacher to help you um, help you along the way on your path, a spiritual teacher isn't uh, necessarily someone who's going to be ultimately more capable than you but it's going to be the right person to get you where you need to go and the old cliche saying is when the student is ready the teacher appears and that sure was true for me when I was looking for my spiritual teacher who happened to be the same one that Michael was talking about yeah you know it's also the other way
2: too it goes both ways when the teacher's ready, <laughs> the students That's right. appear That's right. as well. It goes both ways in life. And there's another uh, cliche of um, out of the mouth of babes, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, I've, I've learned from, hey, I've learned a lot from my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot from our cats. I learned a lot from children. I don't think I've ever met a child that I didn't learn something from. I learn I learned from everybody because I'm interested, you know? I think, back to the question about, okay, how come I've been privy to so many miracles in my life, both my, my own but also everyone else's, being around people when amazing miracles happen? And like, my student recognized, oh, it's because I'm paying attention more. I'm just interested in where a person is, especially a person. I'm also interested in where a dog is or a a cat or a dolphin. I'm interested in where everyone came from, where they're going. When people tell me I do certain things well, I wasn't trying to do them well. I was just interested in doing something beneficial for someone. That's all. And so the most important indicator for a soul's growth and development is how that soul responds to everything that happens in its life. Whether that what happens is going to going on in the soul's life is ordinary or extraordinary whether it's commonplace or unusual, whether it's pleasant and fun or terrible and painful. How does that soul respond? How do you respond? Even to reactions? We're having reactions all the time, right? Because our mind-body is, there's a part that's like a machine. It's just, you push this button, this, the same thing happens every time. That's the way it is with certain reaction patterns. It's a knee jerk. We call it knee jerk reaction, right? You hit the knee at the right part and every time it jerks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Somebody pushes a certain button in in your personality, if you will, and you get angry every time or you get upset or you get sad. And so, and in fact, that's what storytellers and movie makers count on, right? Oh, if you do this, it'll push these people's, you know, tear buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you push that, he will put on their fear buttons. And so, but even if you have an intense reaction going on inside of you, do you jump in and become the reaction and have a temper tantrum or run away or, you know, whatever, You become the reaction. Or do you pause? Okay, you're aware this reaction's happening. It's happening inside, but you don't become it. You don't start throwing things around. You don't start yelling and screaming. You don't start blaming everybody else. No, you step back and go, whoa, I'm having a reaction. Isn't this interesting? (laughs) Can we get into a little amusement See, this is why we teach about amusement and laughter a lot because that dispels that reaction faster than practically anything else. You start having this big reaction, but you make fun of it. You know, you, you're going, oh yeah, this is hilarious. I, do I want to be reacting this way? No, I want to be having a nice conversation. I want to be get to know this person better. I want to be able to cooperate, work together more easily. I want to have a good time, but now my reaction is terrible. It's just going, yeah, ooh. You know, strangle this person, whatever. So stepping back and going, huh, that's hilarious. Do I wish wish to be this reaction? No, not at all. Okay, how would I like to respond instead? The minute we ask that question of ourselves, we start to tap into our inner creativity. As spirit, as souls, spiritual beings, one of our fundamental abilities is we're creative. We're infinitely creative. We're always creative. There's not a moment when we're not, when we're not creative. So if we don't use that creativity, we're wasting our life. We're we're wasting our time. We're wasting what we're here for.
1: And don't you believe for one second that you're not a creative person? I often have people tell me, Oh, I'm not very creative. Not true. If you're here, you have a life, you have a body, you have a job, etc. etc. You are a creative person. Yeah, and right from the beginning
2: right Raphael said, if you have a life, if you're alive, right? <coughs> If I pinch you and you go, ow, (laughs) you're you're alive. You can't be alive here without being creative. You know, most people think, oh, you're just born. Your parents gave you life. Well, they helped, but no, they, they helped you get here. You already had a life. You know when people say, get a life, <laughs> you can have an answer. Yes, thank you, I already have a life. <laughs> and I'm working on expressing that life, that creative power. So a much more beginning soul on the spiritual path will go up and down You know their their mood, their their emotional state, uh, whether they're peaceful or they're all anxious or whatever, they'll go up and down, along with whatever happens. When what they consider to be good things happen, they get happy. When they consider you know what they consider to be bad things happen, they get unhappy. They go up and down depending on what happens, the conditions of life the situations they run into, people they run into. But a more mature soul, one that's further along on its spiritual path, responds with much more grace to even the most tragic or painful or terrible experience in life. The advanced soul is far more forgiving than the beginning soul because much of its advancement is seeing the truth of the matter, or more accurately, the truth beyond the matter. Ah, if you're only looking at matter, <laughs> mm-hmm. stuff in this world, you're gonna fail to see. That's not what's really important. If you look beyond the matter, and you see the beauty of life, you see the joy of life, you see the light, the bright brilliance, that each person is behind the facade of their physical appearance and personality. How? You start to see everyone is spirit. There's no division. There's no you and me that separates us like island is separated by the ocean. No, we're right there. So, the more you start to advance in your spiritual growth, the more you start to see that. You start to experience the underlying unity of spirit, the limitlessness and the eternity of spirit. And you go, yep, I am that. And so are you. So, once you know that, then you know all the stuff that upsets you and all the stuff that upsets the other person. Even what the, upsets them about you. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, how important is that? Mm, only as important as it calls attention to something. And you go, oh yeah, would I like that? Would I like to keep this? Would I like to be this way? Or, would I like to look at it differently? And maybe instead of getting so upset about it, how about if I laugh a little bit about it? How about if I <clears throat> decide, oh, I don't have to go with that reaction. I don't have to go with the conditions of life in the world going up and down, and I don't have to become a roller coaster. I could be going in a straight line, even if life goes up and goes down, goes up and goes down. I'm going to go in a straight line. And to do that, the first thing I have to do is decide, I'm going to respond differently to the reaction I'm going through right now. Because that's not the way I am. That's not the way i like to live my life. That's not the way I would like to use my creativity to express and to share. So whatever's going on, I'm going to pause for a moment and go, okay. And that's what we call being grounded in the center of your head and aware. And just going, oh yeah, I'm neutral to this. I don't have to become what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, what I'm reacting This is how I like to respond. I like to respond with grace. I like to respond with amusement. I like to respond with some compassion, even though this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm experiencing. I don't have to become the experience. I can just experience it and then choose, make a decision how I like to live in this moment, in this situation.
1: Yes, um, one of the things I like to talk about is um, what I was starting to talk about earlier about finding my spiritual teacher. And the period of time for me, I guess it was the attitude I always had was when times get tough, it, I felt like it was more like a test. And so I had this period of time, and I think I might have talked about it early on in one of our earlier radio shows where. I had someone very close to me who had died. I ran over a dog. Fortunately, I didn't kill him. Hmm. Um, but I didn't know for many months because he ran away. And um, also, I was really not happy with my whole life situation at the time. And then I got into this terrible car crash where I, was, I wasn't... i um, was injured on the outside too much, but I had back injuries um, that required lots of chiropractic and so on. And I had already been injured in a work accident a number of months earlier. So it was just one of those time periods that was one thing after another after another. And I just realized, you know, this is pushing me in some kind of direction. And rather than being fully a victim to it, I just put it up to spirit and said, okay, where, wh- what's next? And I got the message, go by this particular magazine, which then led me to the place where I ended up getting my entire training, which was kind of miraculous. When I walked into the place, um, it had been the place, very plain little house in San Jose that, um, I had had dreams about for a number of years. So, um, uh, We have our break coming up, our second break, but before we break, we'd like to invite you to join us for our next teleclass titled, Now What? Psychic Tools for Taking Your Next Step on next Saturday, April 13th, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. It'll be a perfect next step from what we're exploring in this show today, and you'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools and how to use them to help you take your next step in life and on your spiritual growth. Get all the details in the April events calendar on our website, MichaelTamura.com, T-A-M-U-R-A.com, MichaelTamura.com, and you can sign up online or by calling our office at 530-926-2650, Monday through Friday during normal business hour specific time. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with Growing Spiritually, It's Not What Happens, It's How You Respond.
4: Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time. At at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear, and listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: It's great to have you back. Let's get back to growing spiritually. It's not what happens. It's how you respond. And this is going to be, in a way, a theme. If any of you are really committed to your spiritual path, how you, how you respond to things is a gigantic part of your taking small steps as well as very large steps in your life. And, Michael, I think you have something to say about that. Gee, do I have something to say about everything?
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I seem to respond a lot by saying things because, you know, I, I wasn't always a very talkative person. When I tell Raphael this, uh, that, you know, I was pretty shy as a child, she always rolls her eyes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> because she didn't know me as a child. And a lot of us go through that when we're growing up. When we're very, very sensitive, I was so sensitive on a feeling level, still am, I feel everything. And and plus, I see a lot uh, clairvoyantly. So as a child, being around a lot of people, like going in front of the class to give a report, I don't think I recall much of doing that, but I do know I did. I had to do that, right, when you're growing up. Everybody has to go up to the front of the class and give a book report or, or tell a story or whatever, recite a poem. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> For a sensitive person, I is. I thought I had an incredibly poor memory because I'd memorize something, and then I go in front of the class, I don't even remember the first word of a poem. And the funny thing is, that stayed with me to this day, where... I write songs, and I have to have my cheat sheet in front of me because these are songs I've written. (laughs) And I can't even remember the words. When I'm doing it by myself, I can. But in front of people, ah, the attention. You know, when you get in front of a group of people, everyone has pretty strong attention, and most people don't know how to be in their own space to respect someone else's psychic space. Ah that's that's so unheard of in the world most of the time, where you know how sometimes you just walk up to a particular person and you feel immediately you feel comfortable. You feel you can talk about anything. You feel welcome and they haven't said anything. Oh, those are the people who are in their own space a lot more, and they're giving you your space to be just you. They're not in judgment. They're not in competition as much. But I'm sure you've also walked up to some people where immediately you, you just can't even see straight. And maybe you walked up to that person because you wanted to say something, and the minute you start to open your mouth, you can't remember what, You were going to (laughs) say it's total blank. Some of you might have had that experience. I I watched that with uh, authorities like like you're an employee and you walk up to your boss to talk about something. You know, that's tough to talk about. And you could get yelled at or fired or something. And you walk up and the boss is, if the boss is more like a control freak, (laughs) the boss from hell, (laughs) then you walk up and... Boom. Blank. What was I going to say? Things like that happens. And and that's because that person doesn't maintain their own space to be themselves. They tend to climb into other people's, especially if they're threatened by others or especially they feel like they have to control where the conversation goes or what happens next and things of that nature. Ah, so... How do, we, how do we start to be able to manage that where it doesn't matter who you're around, you can still respond in the way that you would like to respond? If you like to be enjoying someone's company, laughing together and all of that, but if you're around a person whose energy is all over and they're really anxious or chaotic or whatever, oh, do you have to be unhappy? Do you have to do you have to go down to where they're at when that's not where you're at? Oh, that's that's the big challenge. It's one of the biggest part of spiritual growth and going back to what Raphael was saying at the very beginning, your report card since someone else isn't giving you a report card saying, oh, today you did very poorly (laughs) or today you did incredibly well, you have to grade yourself in spiritual growth. Even when you have a teacher, you still have to grade yourself, not judge yourself, but assess your progress. Those are two different things, aren't they? Yes. A lot of times, when you are asked to grade yourself, because a lot of times in school, was, there was a lot of judgment involved too. The teacher might be judging you that, that uh, you're no good because you failed. Oh, in spiritual growth, there is no such thing as failure. Ah, huh. as I said earlier, we it's all life is experience. And what we're here to do is to learn, learn from all of our experiences. How do we respond to everything that happens in our life? instead of let the reactions dictate what we do, what we say, how we act? No. Reactions are happening all the time. All the time. But when you don't let the reactions be the boss of you, uh, when you don't let the reactions control and dictate your life, then you start to live an entirely different life. You start to live the life of spirit, of choice, freedom of choice, of Freedom to create, to use your imagination and create something different than what the reaction is seemingly dictating. The reaction is going, you see red, (laughs) you become the raging bull, or the reaction is, oh, you fall apart, you're a victim, or the reaction is, you failed and that's bad. You can't do anything right and all those things, and you crumble. You get invalidated. Well, you might feel that way, and those thoughts may be coming up really you know, intensely in your mind, but you don't have to become that. You don't have to be, be subservient to that. You can step back in your own mind. You step back. Ah, give yourself a deep breath. And if you know how to ground, that's even better. Imagine that, grounding cord, that tree trunk from your first chakra to the center of the earth, and you just let go. And once you practice this all the time, it doesn't have to take any time. It takes me a lot more time to talk about it than for me to do it. It's just an instant of recognition reminding, oh yeah, ground, and then I'm grounded. Oh, okay, that's a little lighter. I feel more stable. It's not as intense. The reaction's not as intense anymore. Good. Next, be in the center of my head. Okay, be in the center of your head. Be aware. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was all running around like a chicken with the head cut off. Now, I've decided to be in the center of my head. Okay. It's quieter. It's calmer. Maybe I'm still feeling the reaction because it was so intense, but... I'm not about to jump out of my skin. Okay, great. Just those two things get you started. But another important one, very important one. Can I smile? Can I go, hey, this is kind of funny. (laughs) What's really funny is how seriously I'm taking this thing. Whether it's, you know, I just bumped into the wall uh, because I wasn't paying attention and got angry about it or I'm totally, you know, having a uh, meltdown because somebody insulted me or whatever. Oh, isn't that kind of funny? Because do I want to be that way? No, I don't want to be that way at all. And reminding yourself, oh, if you don't want to be that way, you don't have to be that way. You're creative. You have a choice. You don't have to be a victim to whatever you feel, whatever thought comes up in your mind.
1: You know, we had a show uh, about a month ago that we talked about um, everything is energy. And that's another really, really good tool in your toolkit in that if you start to ask yourself, is this just energy I'm experiencing? (laughs) and do I really need to take it personally? You know, start to ask yourself questions as you're going through things. um, It might make it easier for you to have a better response, even if it's just taking, you know, like your mother used to say when you were a child, take a deep breath and count to 10 in order to calm yourself down about something. And so this is the fact that, Everything is energy also lets you respond to it as such. So if somebody's angry and throwing energy at you, uh, we talked about the tool of body of glass, just letting it go on through. And even that will just give you a few moments to, to give you um, the time, if you will, to come up with a better response than the uh, regular programmed response of, oh, boo-hoo, or... Um, I'm going to get mad at you and I'm going to throw energy at you. And this is how wars start. You know, they start with usually two people and start to uh, infect everybody, if you will, if you just let yourself go with that program.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's you have to bring it back to yourself and go, is this how I like to live? And and um, that's a question What I use is is more, you know, how how much longer would I like to suffer? (laughs) Yeah. And that focuses it right there and then, doesn't it? If you're honest with yourself and you ask yourself, how much longer shall I suffer? And are you going to go... Yeah, let's let's beat myself down even more. Kick myself more. Get more angry, more sad, more grief-stricken, more devastated, more invalidated. Is that what I like? And if you're honest with yourself, you know, unless you're psychotic, <laughs> you're not going to go, "Yeah, I want to suffer more. Please do it to me." No, you're not going to do that. You're going to you're going to look and go, no, I'm not. I'm not enjoying this. I'm not having a good time. What would I like to have instead? What would I rather? How would I rather use my creativity? How would I rather respond? That's what responding means. You can't respond mechanically. You can't respond by rote. That's a reaction. Responding requires conscious, creative action, right? Right? Not necessarily physical action, but just in your energy. You're experiencing this type of energy. Let's say grief or, or sadness or anger, guilt. And then when you make a choice, is do I, do I want to stay there? Okay, it's not to deny that you're experiencing that. No, it's not to shove it down and say, No, 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 uh, I'm all really great, pretending it's not. No, it's experiencing it, going... Yes, this is what I'm experiencing, and I don't have to react, become that reaction. I am having that reaction, but I choose to be happy with myself. I choose to be happy with life. I choose to be in amusement. I can smile, I can laugh, even if this is what I'm experiencing. So you don't deny and suppress the. Emotion or the thoughts, no, you just let it pass through, like Raphael said, be a body glass and pass it through instead of holding on and fighting it or trying to solve it. And you create your new energy, being happy, joyful, sharing a laugh, and not making it too, you know, worse than it really is. Then things start to change.
1: Well, once again, we're at the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something you can use in your daily life. Join us again next Wednesday for our next episode, Are You Asking the Right Question for You? Also, our next seminar weekend in the Los Angeles slash Calabasas area will be on May 4th and 5th. Make sure to check out our website events listing for May For all the details and to sign up. And by the way, for those of you listening afterwards, this is for 2019. You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650. Let's continue to awaken more souls to their intuition and their own truth. Please let people know about our weekly show. Uh, We give this with all our hearts and we'd love to have more listeners. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today.